Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery on the virtual underground railroad. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Friday, September 15th. 2023 and what an absolutely incredible day it is ladies and gentlemen we have several cryptopian celebrities who have birthdays today we have a happy birthday to listener brooke brown of evergreen colorado happy birthday to keenan acres of atlanta georgia happy birthday to renee pelham of stone mountain georgia and happy birthday to Tari Ford of Denver, Colorado. To each and every one of you, I hope your day this day is filled with all the love, joy, happiness, and peace you deserve on this day, your birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to get a shout out for your birthday, please feel free to send me a text message to 424-317-7373. And again, 424 424- Three one seven seven three seven three, and so, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a lot to talk about. Uh, we will. We're going to just start with our quote for the day, and this is about financial literacy because the more I look around, the more I search, the more we look at history. Uh, We are understanding different things about money. And I've been in the money space for a very long time. And I found a quote that basically says financial literacy not only involves the ability to count your money, it also tests your ability to evaluate the cost and the benefit associated with each decision you make. And I will say this goes across so many different parts of our life. We have to really evaluate the costs and the benefits that are associated with each and every decision we make. And so as we move forward, learning about the digital revolution that is upon us, as we learn about all of the different things that are happening in the macro across this world, I am hoping that each and every one of you will take what you have learned over the last year and nine months and really begin to evaluate the cost of doing things the old way, continuing down the same roads that have gotten our community nowhere and really evaluate the benefits associated with the new decisions that you can make at this particular time in history to make sure that your family's last name does not look like it has when the generations before us and before them have passed on. And not that they've done a terrible job, but what we know is you're listening to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome forward, welcome forward. 
I just want to take today and ask you to just close your eyes and imagine a world where the United States dollar is no no longer the dominant currency. And why am I saying that is because we are talking about digital money. We are talking about a change in money. We are not just looking at the U.S. dollar not being there, but we're also looking at the ushering in of the central bank digital currency. And I was on a call yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, where the government actually was stating that they hoped or wished that at this particular moment in time, they could have the central bank digital currency in place. Why is that? Because they were stating that it would be so much easier to cut off the central bank digital currency to create an opportunity uh, to create um, a stop for people doing run on banks. How it stands right now, people are able to go in the bank and get as much money as they want out as a, a run on the banks, which is what causes banks to collapse. But if they had central bank digital currencies in place, they could literally just push a button from Washington, D.C., and nobody could get any money anywhere. It would have to stay centrally located where it is. And so the reason I'm asking you to close your eyes and imagine a world where the U.S. dollar is no longer dominant is because it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's hard to believe because that's all we know. That's all we have been raised on. That's all we know. But you got to study history and really understand, again, that money can be anything that someone is willing to trade with you for goods and services, period. It, and it doesn't matter what it is. But what would this actually look like? How would your quality of life change if the dollar was no longer the dominant currency? What would happen to your savings? What would happen to your investments? And yes, even your retirement is at stake when we're talking about a day or a time where the U.S. dollar is no longer the dominant currency. All of these things hang actually right now in the balance as we see all of these micro issues coming into play, as we see the fight over this oil and and countries holding back oil and America sanctioning people on oil and just all of these things that are happening with BRICS and all the things that are happening with the food shortages and all just all the different things. I've always stated that there is a perfect storm happening. But what is the biggest imminent situation has to do with the banking system. And there are several banks, and I know that there are about three or four that I can name today just to help you get a handle on what's happening, but we are about to experience some of the weaker banks uh, that will be uh, collapsing, and all of those have to do with what is going on with the dollar and the fact that the dollar may not longer, any longer, be the dominant currency. It's not that it won't be a currency, but it may not be the dominant currency. And we looked at the rise of BRICS. We know that BRICS is planning a whole bunch of things, but you know what? They're not going to replace the dollar with the gold-backed currency. I'm going to just say yet, and it may never happen, but almost everybody is missing the massive geopolitical change and the financial shifts that are taking place, especially those that are involving these new 
groups of nations that are coming together. And we're no longer going to be able to call it BRICS because we've got a bunch of different nations that have actually joined. But don't worry, I got you. We're going to make sure that you understand and we're continuing to take a deep dive into the topics of what is going on around us. And I'm going to make sure that everyone is getting what you're missing about what's happening with the BRICS meeting. Because again, at first glance, it just looks like all these countries are coming together to form this uh, this organization that's opposite of our G7, G7, G20, all of those things. But we need to be really taking a look that it's much bigger than that. And we need to know in our households, in our communities, in our world, how to prepare for a 7.5 trillion shockwave that we see coming. But I have your back. And so we're going to make sure we get that and we take a look at history and we figure out what happened only 23 years ago, which is a good thing because uh, it'll help us understand what we need to do in today's society. That being said, as we talk about this banking thing that is happening, that is imminent, uh, there are a couple of banks that you really need to understand uh, that there's going to be some financial situations. And I'm not going to say it's catastrophic because I do know that as these banks begin to fail, they've got banks that are too big to fail, that they may be able to pick up the phone and call. And I believe that uh, JP Morgan is going to be one of the, is one of the stronger banks. And that when they, when the government picks up the phone or the Federal Reserve Bank picks up the phone to talk to Jamie Dimon, He's, they're going to get a yes on the other end. So as these other banks begin to fail and fall through the cracks, I believe that J.P. Morgan Chase is going to pick them up from their bootstraps and make sure that everything is okay and that there is not public panic out there. So with that being said, as we look at the numbers and we try to understand what these banking crises mean to each and every one of us, they look different in different ways. And so a lot of people have asked me recently, Nigel, what do you think the implications of banks crashing is going to have? And I'm saying to each and every one of you, it depends on what part of the bank you're playing. If you are a depositor in one of these banks, which I am hoping you are heeding the warning to possibly move your monies from the bank uh, to avoid any type of holding of your funds or inaccessibility to your funds, but if you don't and it's there and you are an actual depositor, then you may or may not be bailed out by the Federal Reserve Banking System with the $250,000 that they're guaranteeing that your your money will be uh, given back to you. And again, you need to go to the FDIC, FDIC site to see if they have actually acquired more money, more money than they did about a year ago in November when they said they didn't have any money to bail out the American people, because that was a statement. That was not somebody just talking. That was an actual fact. And there's a meeting that you can go and watch. So in case, just in case they've done something different from November when I reported it till right now, then you'll get your deposit back that up to $250,000. 
But let's say that you're not a depositor. Let's just say you're playing it safe and you're in the stock market. I am going to say to you that being in the stock market in in these particular banks that are getting ready to crash is going to be the worst thing that you can do. Because when they pick up the phone to call Jamie Dimon to ask him if he can take over, if Chase can take over the said name bank, they're going to get rid of their stockholders first because that gives them the opportunity to build up without having to pay shares and dividends and and all the things that they have to pay to their stockholders. So you're in a bad situation. But let's just say you're a bondholder. Then you may have some some sort of recourse and you may get something back. I'm going to say it that way. And then if you are an employee, that puts you in another situation. So when somebody asks me, what are the implications of the banking system on on our community, there are four different levels that these different banks collapsing will play a part. And again, if you're an employee, you have a loss of job. And so I'm hoping that you all are understanding that these bank runs and these bank collapses, and even though somebody picks up the bank and buys it, it there are lasting implications that happen. And so as we watch this thing play out, I am going to say to you, because we don't have one of these banks in our midst, but we definitely have a Wells Fargo. And ladies and gentlemen, after looking at the uh, numbers at Wells Fargo, it looks pretty bleak. Uh, We don't know when, we don't know how long they're going to be able to sustain, but their balance sheets do not look good, along with some other things. There's another bank that I bank with out of Ohio, because we have properties in Ohio at one time, and that's Fifth Third Bank. Uh, they're not looking good. And, and this is going to be catastrophic to a lot of our communities because we think locally. But when you look at places like Toledo, Ohio, where we used to have properties, and you see the amount of fifth or banks that are there, and you see the employees, and, and a lot of their employees are African-American in most, in most cases, it is going to put, it's going to be another stress point. It's going to be a big crack in a lot of people's financial situation for these banks to go belly up. And yes, the banks turn themselves, they turn over uh, to another company, but they also figure out how to really downsize on some of the things they have. And that definitely means letting go of employees and things of that sort. So as we continue to watch all of these things unfold, just know there are different levels to these shutdowns and some of these uh, small catastrophes that we see. We think that there, a lot of people wouldn't even call them a catastrophe, but there's a bigger picture and there's a bigger problem on hand. And as they continue to play out as real estate and all of those things continue to play out, people are going to be looking for ways to not just uh, hide their money, but make sure they have their money involved in something that is going to hold its value. And cryptocurrency may not be it. I, again, want to say to each and every one of you, this is not about just going all out in the digital space. You have got to diversify and you've got to pay attention to these warning signs and signals because we have a ticking time bomb coming and this financial shockwave can impact every single aspect of your life. And so as we look at these tremors, I'm going to call them little tremors, little shakes that are happening right now. Uh, we have got to really get ourselves in a, self, a safe space. And so uh, just continuing to look at all of the things that are happening in all the extra markets, 
of the bigger markets or the different asset classes. Again, I am going to continuously say, ladies and gentlemen, do not be lazy about your finances. Do not be lazy about checking those accounts. Do not be lazy about making sure that everything is up to par so that if you decide eventually to move something, that you're able to do it. You, you got to get in there right now and figure some things out because we're seeing this financial system with these stress cracks. And these stress cracks turn into bigger cracks, which turn into a whole other type of the issue. And so as we look at numbers, as we look, I mean, immediate numbers, I'm not even talking about historical numbers, I'm talking about immediate numbers. There is a list of banks that you all would not believe. Uh, but I will say this because I have named those those two specifically, but there's a couple of other ones that are having some issues. You definitely, definitely know Citibank as well as uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Those are some of the stronger banks that are out there. And you're I'm not saying that anybody is safe, but I'm saying you're safer if you choose to do those. But just know that there are some real financial situations that are coming across. And because a lot of the banks are getting deemed uh, and having to pay these massive fines for misappropriation of whatever they're doing, opening fake bank accounts and doing other things, uh, the stress cracks may get bigger quicker than we thought. And so we're just continuing to watch. We're continuing to be vigilant. We're continuing to share the information with our community. And this is something that you need to be paying attention to on a daily basis. This can't be uh, something that you're picking up and thinking about every uh, couple of days because right now, ladies and gentlemen, is when it matters the most. And um, this being financial literate in this time is an issue that could com- that should command our attention because uh, many, many Americans, including most of us in our community, are not adequately organized in our finances. And I'm going to tell you like this, there's not many financial advisors that I know, and I love many of them because I have a lot of them as friends. They are not educated about what's happening. In fact, they're just like many of the people in our family that put their head in the sand and hope that when they pull their head out of the sand that everything is going to be fine and dandy because the United States has always been poised to do exactly that. And ladies and gentlemen, when you see our um, when you see both the Republicans and the Democrats writing letters and coming going back and forth and telling each other that we really need to solve this thing, we can't afford a government shutdown, we really need to take care of this thing because the banking crisis is coming, we really need to take care of this thing because XYZ is happening, they are calling out to each other to really cross the uh cross the, the aisle to really make sure that we are okay and and I say we are okay it it ain't even really about us because every email and every text message and every tweet and then I call I don't even know if they're called tweets anymore on X which is formerly known as Twitter they're saying our we have to do everything to con- to uh protect our banking system our banking system, and I don't think that we're included in that hour, but in that, just in that same respect, you know, if they're saying these things and they're saying them out loud and they're not in private emails and things of that sort, you know that something is 
terribly, terribly wrong. And so we have got to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that today's generation, our generation, what we're doing today leaves money for years and years and years to come. And as many of you are hearing right now, today is um, my my day, my last day here doing Ahead of the Crypto Curve Monday through Friday from 1 to 2. I will now be doing Ahead of the Crypto Curve on Sunday at 11 a.m. And I know that a lot of you are in church on those hours. And I would like to say to you, and I will be too, uh, one of what I like to say to you all is that you please listen in to the replays. If you can't make it at 11 o'clock on those days, please listen to the replays because they're going to be very, very critical to your financial success because no matter what we're doing, no matter who's in office, no matter who your council person is, no matter who your senator is or your congressperson, we are, you're still going to have to be in control of your money because the bottom line is if you don't take care of you, nobody else will. And I'm going to continue to bring some phenomenal content to each and every one of you on Ahead of the Crypto Curve, and I am hoping that each and every one of you will continue uh, to be really diligent about your finances and just check in and make sure that everything is going great with you. Uh, you can definitely keep up with me by, again, sending me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. But you are going to be in great hands. You're going to get some information about the political um, the political races and some of the bills and some of the things that are on the table. And th this hour is going to be filled with information that you absolutely need. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am really, really excited about uh, just making sure that we're bringing this financial literacy to our community because we will never, uh, not on my watch, uh, be in a situation where we didn't know anything so we couldn't do any better. When we come forward after news, sports, and traffic, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. And so as we look at the cryptocurrency space, Bitcoin today is trading at $26,411. It is down in the last hour, 0.03%. And it is also down in the last 24 hours, 0.80%. And up in the last seven days, 2.09%. Ethereum, is trading at $1,621. It is down in the last hour, 0.03%. And it is down in the last 24 hours, 0.69%. Down in the last seven days, 0.81%. And as I look through CoinMarketCap, I see a lot of the cryptocurrencies that are doing a lot of different things. Uh, there's a lot of different news that's out there, and I think one of the big, biggest things that's happening right now is the fact that the courts are allowing Sam Bankman-Fried to sell or, or either uh, stake his cryptocurrency, as we talked about yesterday, and if he puts that Bitcoin that he holds out on the market, it, again, we look at supply versus demand. The demand, the supply is going to be much more because he's dumping or putting Bitcoin on the market. And then that means that we're going to get it for a lower price. 
And so we've just got to wait around, in my opinion, to see what they're going to do with the amounts of Bitcoin that they have. And it's a good thing for those of us that are looking to dollar cost average and looking to put or hold some more Satoshis in our wallets. And so we just kind of got to wait. But if he decides to stake the coin, that means that there is still not a lot of Bitcoin out there uh, for sale in a big way. And that would mean that the uh, the price is going to continue to do what it's doing. And it's it's just, again, hovering right around that mark. And it's not really changing. We're not, in my opinion, in a great bull market. Some people would think that we're uh, trending up in the bull market. And those are the, that's the individuals that are looking at the actual charts. I'm just basically saying just based on what's happening and the uncertainty that people are really just sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what's happening. But as uh, the FTX crew decides what they're going to do with what Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrency that they're going to be utilizing to pay for these lawyer fees, uh, it's going to be really interesting what happens with the price of Bitcoin. And as we near the end of the year, uh, and come out of September. September traditionally hasn't been a great year in, in I mean, a great month in any financial uh, arena. Uh, we're just going to see what happens at the, the end of the year. And then at the beginning of the year, people will be gearing up to experience what's going to happen with the having. And then after that, it's going to give the having some time to uh, really just settle in. And then that's when I feel personally that our numbers are going to soar. And so hopefully, you know, you're able to take a look at what's going on in the cryptocurrency space and the cryptocurrency market and really uh, make some great decisions. And I'm going to say this because we've been talking about digital assets. We've been talking about hard assets. We've been talking about all kinds of different assets. And I'm not a financial advisor anymore on purpose, and I would like to share with each and every one of you, uh, when, when we talk about numbers and how much you should be investing, again, in anything, even stocks right now, never invest more than you can afford to lose because we have no idea what is coming forward. Uh, but what I will say is, as far as allocations are concerned, if you just take everything and chop it up into 10%, I think that everybody will fare well. Now, I'm saying that because I am a little bit more aggressive as it relates to uh, what we need to do in the digital asset space as well as the hard asset space. I'm a lot more um, top-heavy on some of those. But for those of you that are just starting out and trying to figure things out, you know, 10% is a good starting point. Just like, you know, you, you get your you get your paycheck or whatever it is you, you're uh you're a business owner and you get that that check and you put 10%, you give 10% to the most high and all of those things, you know, put 10% away from for yourself. And if you need to take that 10% and you need to break it up into the different asset classes, do that. But if you have other asset classes, like a lot of a lot of people that I'm listening to right now, and when I say listening to, they're not actually, they're financial advisors, but they're more talking to the community about specifics on what they should be doing. And I will tell you right now, other communities are buckling down and putting almost 50% of their income into some sort of asset to shelter it from what they feel like is coming. 
And I'm talking to you about 10%, and I really feel like I'm doing you a disservice, but again, I'm not providing any financial advice, rather sharing what I think is, is, is feasible for most. Because if you go from zero, you definitely can't go to 50%. So if you're already investing and you're already at 10% or 20% of your income that you're saving, maybe you push it up a notch and add 10% to that get to 30. If you're at 40, get to 50. But if you're at zero, get to 10. Start putting away that amount of, of uh, into some sort of asset other than fiat. I'll just say it that way, because it's, it's a great idea to really be diversified, especially when we see what is happening about to happen and really take heed. And I, and I know, again, that you know, not a lot of people are talking about it. You can get on TikTok and see people talking about it. But factually speaking, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that are happening that you really need to make some decisions today because the decisions that you make today definitely, definitely affect tomorrow. And there is uh, in this cryptocurrency space, I told you all over and over again, it's just a weird situation on. Uh, how people actually behave and what they actually do in this cryptocurrency space. And the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of stuff that happens in this space, in my opinion, is really stupid how people invest. And I, and if you invested in what I'm about to say, I'm not calling you stupid. I am just saying that it is just baffling to me how many of our millennials have money to just waste and play around with. And they think money is a, is a toy. And I've really drawn the conclusion is the reason they think money is a toy as opposed to something really serious is because they play video games. And inside those games, you're able to manipulate coins. You're able to buy more coins. You're able to do certain things to, in, in some cases, they even hack coins or hack different things. And I think that they're bringing the gaming world into the real world and they think that they have time to play and enjoy themselves and as stupid as it sounds uh, a bunch of people after the sec has demanded that they stopped selling something called stoner cats the sec it was the day before yesterday um which is the securities and exchange commission told the creators of an nft powered animated web series called Stoner Cats that they have to cough up um that they have to cough up it looks like 1.5 million dollars in a fine and absolutely kill the cartoons they didn't want any of those cartoon kitties left in anybody's possession and today the Stoner Cat NT NFTs went up and the NFT is a non-fungible token. They are now worth 250% more today than they were yesterday. And to top that off, a bunch more of the millennials jumped in and started their trading volume with spark actually spiked 7,256%. And all I can say is whoa, that is absolutely Incredible, and to just be funny, I was I was saying, man, the, the cat has definitely got my tongue. I don't know what to say about it, but it is it is a it, it's just something to see how um, 
rebellious, I'll say it that way, how rebellious individuals are being right now to those leaders that typically when they say stop, everybody just stops and everybody moves away. In this case with the SEC, all these millennials just ran to it. And I am just really interested to see how see how, how long this lasts and what it does. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. And so um, I just really want to just jump in and make sure that we reiterate on this day of the very, very important understanding of just really how cryptocurrency is evolving, specifically Bitcoin, and what we will be able to do. And as this um, financial system plays out in a precarious way, we don't know exactly what, when, how. No economist does. Anybody that is talking to you about knowing specifically what is going to go on. We absolutely don't. We know that the feds are going to come in. I really feel as though they're going to continue to raise the interest rates, which are going to cause some other stress cracks. And so when we're looking uh, to get into the cryptocurrency space, again, you're a grown individual that can do what you want to do, however you want to do it. But I need everybody to keep their eyes focused on the long game. Yes, we need money now. Yes, we need to pay bills now. Yes, there are a lot of different uh, things that you would wish that uh, you could get gains from right now. But I really feel as though if we're going to get anywhere in this particular time, we've got to play the long game with Bitcoin or I've got to play the long game with Bitcoin. And if you're doing anything by way of investing in any other asset classes, I will tell you to do what I am calling crisis investing because we know in every set of crises, uh, in every set of where there is a crisis, people are making millions and millions of dollars because they have, uh, I, they, they are ahead of what is happening and they are looking at how to short things that may fall and implode. And as we look a little bit harder and we begin to look at crisis investing, I think that this is an opportunity for a lot of us to make a lot of money. And it's going to take a concerted effort on your part as well as on those individuals that are teaching you and showing you and telling you what is coming forward so that you can pay attention. So as we look at shorting things to make money uh, in the stock market and in other things, there's other things that you can short. And that's how, if you look historically, that people have made massive amounts of returns during times such as this. And so we will be doing, uh, moving forward, we're going to continue absolutely to look at the cryptocurrency space to find out where we need to be, how we need to show up, and how we need to make sure that we're um, saving and preserving that which we have in this space. But we're also going to continue, ladies and gentlemen, to look at the crisis that that is upon us and figuring out how we get ourselves positioned to do 
what we need to do to come out on top. And I really feel that more than ever, that not just this cryptocurrency space alone, but some of the things that we're seeing and some of the places that we can position ourselves are going to put us in a position where we can close the wealth gap for many of our families, which has never, ever been done before. And so that being said, um, I want us all to really, again, pay attention to the things that are happening on the macro. This, a lot of things you're going to think to yourself have nothing to do with cryptocurrency, have nothing to do with Bitcoin. But at the end of the day, the people that get burned or pushed to the side or that are working in this parallel economy or uh, opening up and starting spot Bitcoin ATFs, it all boils down to the fact that you need to be in something decentralized where you own, control, and are able to use whatever medium of exchange that you choose to use at any time, whether the ATM is working, whether the bank is open, whether the bank is collapsed, whether they tell you never to come, don't come out of your house for the next week, whatever is going on, you need to be able to sustain in this 2023. And this is, again, a time that we've never seen before, and we need to make sure and ensure that we are okay. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I will, uh, again, on Sundays, and I said 11 o'clock, and we will make sure that that is correct, but 11 o'clock um, on Sundays, I will be doing Ahead of the Crypto Curve for an hour, and I will be bringing you the information. And if you need to uh, reach out to me or follow me, please, again, send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, that number is 424-317-7373. I really feel good about the fact that you are in great hands with Dr. Nicola. I'm just going to say Cordelai because uh, I always want to make sure I say his name right in a perfect union. And he has an incredible show, and he has a lot of things in store for you. I just want to thank each and every one of you. It's not the end of the show, but just rocking with me for this these months and really being the best part of what we do. And we're not leaving because we're going to make sure that you get your information again on Sundays. Uh, you can go to the KBLA. 1580.com website, and you can click on the Sunday lineup. You can find me there. You can find uh, the podcast and everything that we've done in there. If you have friends and family that need the information, it's there. And you'll also be able to find me uh, doing Money Straight, No Chaser, Monday through Friday. And so it'll be on my own platform because, you know, social media is not going to let me talk about this stuff. So we got to make sure that our community is getting what they need uh, every single day as these uh, as this financial market starts to unfold and and as the onions of the layers of onion get pulled back. And so I am super super excited about this uh, move. And again, I am hoping that you all will continue to tune in at one o'clock and get the information that you need from. Um, from a more perfect union. And um, when we come forward, we will continue this conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. All right.
say welcome forward, welcome forward. Before I move any further, I just want to put some respect on his name and pronounce it right. Dr. Nicordelai Corte will be bringing you a more perfect union starting Monday, Monday through Friday. Uh, so please continue to t- tune in. And next week, ladies and gentlemen, as I stated, I will be going to Capitol Hill to educate the senators and congressmen and women and their staffers on cryptocurrency and blockchain technology next Thursday. And I'll be able to give you all a heads up on how that went on that next Sunday. And then also we have the Black Blockchain Summit that I will be attending and speaking at on Friday. But then on Saturday, I will be hosting a plethora of fabulous uh, Black individuals from across the United States that are in the cryptocurrency and the blockchain space. And I'm super, super excited about that as well. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we have a Crypto Essentials that we're going to be doing on September the 30th. So stay tuned for that if you're interested in coming to Crypto Essentials or you have friends or family that need Crypto Essentials. And that's really just bringing people up to speed to where we are and how we got to where we are in this digital revolution they can come in to the crypto essentials on september 30th we'll have that information posted on my social media and then last but not least we are uh again absolutely appreciative to mr fabulous tavis smiley for the opportunity to share the cryptocurrency space and the blockchain space with you this last uh year and and nine months on a daily basis and really hoping to really make a big splash on Sundays to really add to the station. Please, ladies and gentlemen, continue to have friends and family download this app, download the KBLA app, because it is absolutely imperative that our community is getting this information. And so as we uh, just continue to grow, as we continue to have more needs in our community, this should be the place where our community is able to go for the greatest information ever on Black Radio. And I'm so excited to be a part. And again, I will see you all on Sunday at 11 a.m. on Ahead of the Crypto Curve on right here on KBLA. And for those of you, again, that are looking for daily stuff, please reach out to me, 424-317-7373. 424-317-7373 or send me an email and I will get you the information that you need to be able to follow those things uh, Monday through Friday. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for being the greatest part of Ahead of the Crypto Curve. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. And I want to continue to say I am going to continue to dollar cost average and purchase my Satoshis because we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.